Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And it's all change here again. I have decided that I am pushing too hard with this podcast. And those of you that have listened to the interview with Law of Attraction uh, expert Amanda Riley or are aware of Law of Attraction will know that pushing actually gets in the way and creates more resistance. So I am letting you guys know that there will be no podcast on Wednesdays any longer or Fridays. I'm still going to be doing the mediumship minis, Well, I'm still going to be answering the questions. They won't be minis anymore. Um, And it's going to still have the week ahead uh, on a Monday because I love doing those for myself as well to see the energy that's coming. And podcasts released on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
because uh, there's definitely something going on energetically with the podcast and I just need to step away a little bit, not fully from it, obviously, but just to work out what is going on. And to be fair, it could be my own imposter syndrome raising its ugly head yet again, because I'm still in that holding pattern of waiting for things that I know that are coming ahead. And I I don't like it. I could pretend, I could gloss it for you guys, but where would the truth in that be? This is not my happy space. Holding space, emptiness brings up all of my imposter syndrome. You can't do what you think you can do. You're not good enough. People don't like you anyway. Stuff. So um, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? But I also think there's real value in admitting these things. I keep thinking at the moment, I've been thinking obviously because I did Spirit Stories 1 and 2, so I went back into a reflective energy of what it was like for me when it first began. And shortly I've got an interview with Erica Anderson, which has already been recorded, and that's quite interesting because she mentions in that interview um, about how it's really strong at the beginning sometimes to get you on board, and then it's just not maintainable as you go forward on your journey. And nor should it be because it's disempowering if spirit are giving you these big signs and massive physical experiences. But God, am I having a wobble at the moment. And it's such a weird space to be in because I'm wobbling and yet I'm not. And isn't that weird? So I'm in a more confident place with my evidential mediumship than I have ever been. And for those of you that are on the journey of doing platform or audience readings, I can now absolutely tell you with 100% belief that it does get easier. Obviously, I've been doing it for quite a few years now. And recently, I have noticed that although I'm still nervous, the nerves are not quite as painful as they were. And because I've done it enough times, it's almost like I believe that I can do it now. And that really has made such a massive difference. But I wanted to talk to you all about wobbles because I think wobbles are part of the journey, but they're part of the journey that nobody talks about. And I know that when I started this journey, it just seemed like everybody that I looked at and saw was uber confident. And I kept thinking there was going to be this uh, place that I could get to in my mediumship where I would be super confident in my own abilities and feel like, yeah, I've got this. And I have it a bit, but I still am experiencing the roller coaster of emotions that opening yourself up to offer your mediumship to people, in most cases, people who don't understand how it works, what that does to you. Isn't it fascinating, the, the nature of it? And why? Why do we think that there is some level that we will attain where we have zero doubt? Are there mediums out there that have zero doubt? Are you one of them? Message me. Were you always like that? How did you get there? And I've been thinking on uh, a question that one of my mentorship students, Nicole, asked me, which is, 
are those of us that have trained to be mediums at a disadvantage to people who are natural mediums, who are aware that they are communicating with spirit. And that's sort of been ricocheting around in my head. And I wanted to share a a story with you all about um, something that happened to me a little while ago now, um, where I was really doubting my abilities and my journey and wondering whether I was grabbing for something that I really shouldn't be and I should just be living a nice human life and not being such a drain on the spirit world by asking them for my mediumship all the time. And I went for a reading with somebody who on social media is a prolific I have seen spirits since I was a child. I um, can hear them. I can see them. Uh, I've always known I was a medium. That story that we hear so often banded around. And I have to be honest and say, it was not a great reading. Um, And when I say not a great reading, I will go so far as to say bad. Which leads to amusing that I've got going on at the moment, which is, do we actually need to change the language that we are using to describe our mediumistic abilities? Because to me, and I know that I'm a Capricorn, and I know that I'm very black or white, if you are telling me that you can hear my loved ones and you are saying, I hear, and you are saying things like, spirit say it to me, and I just repeat it, then in my mind, there should be no room for error. Is that fair? I mean, maybe a little room for error. You might mishear a word or get something slightly wrong. But if you're hearing it and spirit are speaking, Spirit do not make mistakes, do they? My grandmother is not going to come in and tell you her wrong birthday or her wrong name just for laughs, is she? So if you are saying that you hear the voice of spirit, then your mediumship should be 100%, should it not? Is that too harsh? If you're hearing them, then why would they say the wrong thing? Do we imagine spirit there like, <laughs> just tell her I died of a heart attack, even though it was cancer and it was really painful for everyone watching me slowly expire. <laughs> That's not spirit, is it? And it's the same with seeing. If you are telling people that you see spirit with no context, when you actually mean seeing a spirit in your mind's eye, if you physically see spirit. There is no room for error in a description. Is that not fair? If you're seeing them with your eyes, then tell me what they look like. And actually ask them to hold up a sign with facts written on it that you can then read, which you will then not get wrong. And so what that that started that kind of question wobble in me is a really, I think, interesting thing to talk about because what it did was 
when I kept hearing people saying, I hear spirit, I see spirit, I started thinking that maybe I shouldn't be doing this work because it's not like that for me. And I started thinking that maybe that whole idea of a gift is actually true after all and that there are mediums that can do something I can't and therefore should I be continuing to demonstrate mediumship and work for the spirit world if I know there are people that can do things that I know I can't. Is this like when you go to a mechanic to get your car fixed and they say, oh, I can't do air conditioning, so you'll have to go see another mechanic? I don't know. That's probably a really bad example. But should I be making that clear to people? And if I'm making that clear to people, doesn't that undervalue me as a medium, etc., etc.? And that really did has taken me on quite a bumpy emotional journey over the last year of what I think I know, which is how I think spirit works, but actually what if I'm completely wrong? And what if people can honestly hear spirit? And chewing around in that... It's the same with the blend, and I probably have talked to you about this before, but this is all coming up at the same time. It's all part of what Spirit are wanting me to talk about. If you tell me that when you are doing mediumship, Spirit are speaking through you, and it's nothing to do with you, it's just Spirit speaking through you, then I would expect you to be able to give an address in a language that is not your own. So if you're an audience and you're travelling to Germany, you wouldn't need an interpreter because the spirit world in their infinite wisdom and knowledge would understand that the audience was German and would just speak German to them. If there's no involvement of you there, then that would be possible, right? Like when you would go to see a trance medium, that trance medium would be able to give you you know, it would be 100% reading, wouldn't it? I went to see a trance medium once for a reading. I'd been working with the spirit world at that point for, I don't know, six or seven years. And apparently the only thing the spirit world wanted to say to me was, I've been on a journey and I could do mediumship if I wanted to, which might have been a spiritual slap. They might have been telling me to get back in my box, but I don't feel like they were. So that's not really trance then, is it? Or is our expectation and understanding of trance wrong? Um, I saw a trance medium working once when their message for somebody was, you have got a guide who protects you like a mother and she hands a string of her own teeth to you for you to put around your neck to protect you. And I can't help but think, is that really what spirit want to say? They don't want to say, we're with you and we're protecting you so you can do this. They just want to give you some sort of gory, obscure message about teeth. And am I too analytical with it? Am I sucking all the joy out of it for myself again? I don't know. But I think that we all need to be aware, us mediums, of the language that we're using. Because if we are saying, 
hear and see when what we actually mean is my brain interprets the energy into words, my brain interprets the energy into pictures. I blend with spirit and I try and step out of the way for trance, but obviously there's a little bit of me involved in it. It's my language. Isn't that much more honest than saying hear and see when what we actually mean is I still do get things wrong because it's an energetic experiment. And it's not just for the expectations of the sitters that you have in front of you that expect you to be able to do something that is impossible. But it's also for the expectations of us developing mediums who start to wonder after 13 years of incredibly hard work. I have never met anyone that has worked on their mediumship as hard as I have. Never. Of absolutely putting yourself in these vulnerable situations and reading for people and practicing and taking the knocks and doing the integration and learning some more that we're still wobbling, but we're not wobbling out of anything that's real. We're wobbling because of the language that you use and the way that you say it. And shouldn't we be holding people accountable to that? Because it makes sense to me that if you go to see a trance medium, it will be spirit talking, but it will be spirit talking in collaboration with the person that is doing the the, the human body that they're incorporating like Abraham Hicks it's her language it's her stories it's Abraham inspiring her to speak it's not just the words of Abraham it's the words of Esther with the influence of Abraham and it's the same in in readings if if you are saying I hear spirit well spirit don't make mistakes do they I know that some mediums say um, that they will just go with the need. And that's always an interesting thing to me. So you're telling me that I've booked a reading to hear from my grandmother um, and I really miss her and I can't wait to hear from her. But you're telling me that spirits say that I need to know that my spirit guide is an octopus because I'm very, very busy and there's lots of stuff going on. Really? And how many of us are having experiences like that in readings, but still beating ourselves up for not being good enough? Don't you think it's interesting? I don't know. Am I just ranting? Um, I just think we have. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. ...an accountability as mediums. When we are talking about how mediumship works, to be looking at it, and actually to be having the integrity to look at how mediumship really works for us. Are you really hearing the voice of spirit? Because if you are really hearing the voice of spirit, then you can tell me my grandmother's birthday and her name. And then we can move on to what she wants to say because you fulfilled the need in me, haven't you? And that's what people expect when they come to a medium. But I've got to be honest and tell you, I can't do that. Now, every now and again, I'll get a name. If I get a name, I'll give it. Recently, I've been seeing them write names in a neon, it's like a neon sign. Long may that continue, but it doesn't happen on every link. It happens on two in an evening of 15. And that may well be my um, ability to receive it because I'm seeing it rather than hearing it. But if you are saying to me that you hear spirit then just give me my grandmother's phone number. Or tell me the names of her children. And if you can't do that, are you really hearing spirit or are you just perceiving the energy as words? Because spirit are so clever. Why would they not give you the stuff that would tick those boxes? Why would they not fulfill that need? When somebody comes to me for a reading and says, it's okay, we've got a password. Why would spirit not give the password if they were able to? And so I guess what I'm really saying is, if you are out there and you are thinking that there are mediums who have got a natural ability that you haven't got, test it book in with them. Be analytical. Be open, but be analytical. Be in that questioning space of, yeah, but if you were really communicating with my loved one, is this what I feel that they would want to say to me? And I'm not saying if you were really communicating as in spirit world aren't there, because I absolutely know that they are and believe that they are, but how that communication works. I start every den by explaining to people that their loved ones in the spirit world do not have a voice box. And that has always been my thing. They don't have a voice box, so they're not talking. They are no longer in a physical body. And then even with that, I started to wonder if I just completely got that wrong, if I was using that as an excuse for my poor mediumship, if I was using that as an excuse to make me feel comfortable, because I'm comfortable in that space. I'm comfortable with, it's an energetic experiment. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you can get mind-blowing, amazing evidence. Sometimes you wish you could have done better. I'm comfortable in that space, but is that just an ex- a space of excuses? And if you are going to be the other way and say, I see, then describe what you see. And it will be infallible, surely. Ah, I don't know. I just have really had uh, one of my big, I think I'm going to jack it all in and go go work in a supermarket modes, which I have, as you know, sporadically. Um, And I think they're important to have because 
I know that I always come back and choose mediumship again. But there's definitely resistance in me. And I'm still working through my imposter syndrome. And maybe I'm doing things that make me comfortable with it and not pushing myself enough into the spaces and the areas that I am uncomfortable with it. Hmm. I just really find it frustrating, this, the public persona of mediumship, of, you know, doing mediumship links on our podcast, but editing them so the gaps and the ums and the ers are taken out. It's disingenuous to me. Um, all these mediums that you see online um, doing their social media things, you know, getting people into their cars and then saying, I've got a spirit for you. And now we all know um, that, that they're fraud and it's actors going in and it's pre-prepped and it's it's all done. But then people still watching it and expecting that to be real when they come to me for mediumship. And, you know, you can't do anything about the actor mediumship. You can't change that. My problem is the people that are doing the work and working with the spirit world, but are still propagating a mistruth. And I'm going to be absolutely blunt here and say, if you are editing your readings before releasing them to the general public and taking the gaps out of them, you are being disingenuous. You are misrepresenting mediumship. If you are taking out all of your no's and your ums and your repetitions and your pauses, you are misrepresenting mediumship and you are being disingenuous. And I get it. It's hard. It's hard to put yourself out there unedited in the whole ugly, unpolished rawness of it. But do we not have a duty to the spirit world and to each other to be real about how it works? And also, are you not just creating a rod for your own back where people will listen to your readings or listen to what you're talking about online when you're saying this is how your mediumship works? And then they will go to you for a reading and they will expect you to be able to do something that you are not able to do. Surely. I do still feel like we are riding this wave of change in mediumship. And I'm glad for it. But it's not an easy place to be. It's not an easy place to be when you are trying to hold yourself accountable to a standard that other people aren't. And it feels sometimes like you're failing, but you're not because what they are offering out there isn't real. Hmm. So this is a little insight into what's percolating and ricocheting round me in this space of wanting so desperately for us all to up our game and change and shift into the new vibration. But we honesty is surely the new vibration truth. Also within that um, is, while well, I've got your attention and I'm ranting, 
is also the um, thing that we've got going on where it's just the same old, same old repeated again and again and again. Now, I get that my social media is mediumship heavy because of they show you what you look at. So I get a lot of mediumship. I'm really trying to get my Instagram back to drag queens because they're much more entertaining. But really, if you're setting yourself up as an expert in the public forum, so if you are offering your mediumship services or you are doing videos about your mediumship or, or talking about your offerings or anything like that, brilliant. We need you. We need you desperately. Shine your light, but make sure you're shining your light. Don't be shining a light that's been the same light that's been passed from person to person for the last 20 years. Sit with things and integrate them. There's a real lack of evolvement that I am seeing in mediumship out there at the moment. How can everybody be offering the same stuff in mediumship that was offered 20 years ago? How can there be no newness? How can we still be restricted into the old ways of doing and saying and creating if we are truly working with spirit and infinite wisdom, timeless, infinite wisdom? And you're going to talk to me about past lives, are you? Brilliant. Nothing, nothing new there. No? Great. Same old. Why are we not progressing? Because if we're truly working with spirit, surely we can't help but progress. Surely we can't help but be questioning. Why are people repeating the same things without discernment or integration? I had an interesting thing on a Facebook group recently uh, run by somebody I'm very fond of who I think is just a really lovely cheerleader for all other spiritual people. And I may have told you this, and I'm so sorry if I did, but, you know, that's what the skip button's for. And uh, she was going to be doing some work with children, and she put a thing on her Facebook about, uh, as part of her workshop for children, she was going to do spell pouches. And this know-it-all Karen commented absolutely angrily, I mean, really burnt her down in flames about doing um, any sort of spells. And this woman had a be kind header on her Facebook page. I mean, yeah, perfect, absolute perfection. But completely just, how can you, spells are bad, blah, blah, blah. Where did she get that from? And why isn't she sitting and sitting with it and thinking about it? I mean, we don't really believe that we can do what they can do in hocus pocus, do we? If you're like me, Practical Magic is, well, it's one of my favourite films of all time. But I know that witchcraft like that doesn't exist. There aren't green sparkles coming out of my cauldron, but there is intention. And whether you are creating spells to do that intention or you are lighting a candle and writing it on a piece of paper which is kind of a spell if we're honest or you're sitting and focusing it on manifesting it which is kind of a spell if we're honest we are still using that kind of energy so how is it 
that people who work for the spirit world can be so limited as to just repeat the stuff that they were told again and again and again without growth. Now, I know that I did this at the beginning of my journey. Very open about that. The things that my teacher taught me, I believed were fact. And I went into the world and I carried on teaching them as if they were fact. But then as I developed and as I worked with spirit more and more, I started to question, why are people not questioning? How can you have been working with the spirit world for the last 20 years and still be doing the same stuff that you were taught right at the beginning? Where's the newness? Where's the advancement? Where's the stuff that's going to draw the new energies and new people to you? We keep talking about this tide tidal wave of change coming through consciousness, well show me it then. Don't talk about it, show me it. How's it showing up for you? How's it showing up in your offerings? What are you doing that is different? Hmm. So change, shift. If you are one of those people, my people, who are just increasingly finding yourself turned off by the stuff that is out there. Use that as your fuel. And question everything. Question everything I say. Question everything you read in a book. Question everything that you think you know. Because it's only in the undoing that we create space for unfoldment and newness. And if we keep on doing things the same, there will be no progression. We want the world to change. We want there to be this mass awakening. We want people to understand what we do and how we do it. So are we showing them? Are we showing them the reality of it? Are we talking to them about it? Are we educating ourselves and others? I saw a social media medium, social media medium the other day doing a self-love talk with a filter on. I mean, you couldn't make this shit up, could you? It's really important you love yourself and know that you are worth love. In fact, what they did was they had a quote on their thing and they were doing that thing where they do puppy dog eyes and point at the quote and make it into a video. But also... How can you not see the irony in that? That you've got a filter on while you're talking to people about self-love and you're under the age of 30 anyway, so what are you going on about? And I'm not talking about not improving yourself. I'm just talking about being real with it. Hmm. It always makes me laugh when I get men uh, contacting me on my Facebook page telling me I'm a natural beauty when I've got a face covered in makeup. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) So, yeah, let's move into a new wave, a new space, and let's be accountable for what we're sharing. And if we haven't sat with it and we haven't integrated it and we've just nicked it off somebody else, let's not share it. Let's be completely and utterly transparent in our actions. What do you think? 
Let me know your thoughts. I know this is an unusual one for me, but I would love to hear what you're saying. I was trying to go down another topic today, but nothing was inspiring me apart from this. This is what I had to talk about. So now I have done it. And I look forward to catching up with you all again soon. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.